ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فيا ايها الناس اتقوا الله تعالى وان انتهت اشهر الحج فانه يعقبها شهر الله محرم الذي قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم افضل الصيام بعد رمضان شهر الله المحرم بل ان هناك فريضه عظيمه تتكرر علينا في اليوم والليله خمس مرات الا وهي الصلوات الخمس التي كتبهن كتبهن الله على العباد وفيها من الفضائل ما لا يعلمه الا الله قال صلى الله عليه وسلم بني الاسلام على خمس شهاده ان لا اله الا الله وان محمد رسول الله واقام الصلاه وايتاء الزكاه وصوم رمضان وحج بيت الله الحرام من استطاع اليها سبيلا فالصلاه هي الركن الثاني من اركان الاسلام بعد الشهادتين وهي عمود الاسلام التي لا يقوم الا عليها قال صلى الله عليه وسلم راس الامر الاسلام عموده الصلاه وذره سنامه الجهاد في سبيل الله وهي الفارقه بين المسلم والكافر كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم بين العبد وبين الكفر والشرك ترك الصلاه رواه مسلم وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم العهد الذي بيننا وبينهم الصلاه فمن تركها فقد كفر رواه اهل السنن فالصلاه هي عمود الاسلام وهي اول ما يحاسب به العبد يوم القيامه من عمله فان فان قبل فان قبلت قبل سائر عمله وان ردت رد سائر عمله قال الله جل وعلا واقم الصلاه ان الصلاه تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولا ذكر الله اكبر 
والله يعلم ما تصنعون فذكر في الصلاة فائدتين عظيمتين الفائدة الأولى أنها تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر فالذي يحافظ عليها يحافظ على دينه والذي يضيعها يضيع دينه يصبح لا يأمر بمعروف ولا ينهى عن منكر لأن من ترك الصلاة سهل عليه كل شيء من المحرمات والمعاصي ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الفائدة الثانية أن فيها ذكر الله سبحانه وتعالى وهذا أكبر ولذكر الله أكبر فالصلاة ذكر الله عز وجل فالصلاة يستعان بها على مشاق الحياة وعلى الهموم وعلى مضايق الأمور قال الله جل وعلا واستعينوا بالصبر والصلاة وإنها لكبيرة إلا على الخاشعين الذين يظنون أنهم ملاقوا ربهم وأنهم إليه راجعون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاة إن الله مع الصابرين فالصلاة أمرها عظيم ومقامها عظيم عند الله سبحانه وتعالى فمن أراد أن يعرف قدر الإسلام في نفسه فلينظر إلى قدر الصلاة فإن كان يعظم الصلاة أو يعظم الصلاة ويهتم بها فإنه يكون مهتم بالإسلام ومعظم له من كان متهاونا بالصلاة فإنه يتهاون فيما سواها من باب أولى ولهذا جعله الله تتكرر في حياة المسلم في اليوم والليلة خمس مرات ولا بد أن تؤدى في مواقيتها من الليل والنهار قال صلى الله عليه وسلم إن لله عملا في النهار لا يقبله في الليل وإن له عملا في الليل لا يقبله في النهار فلا يجوز للمسلمين تلاعب بالصلاة وأن يصليها على حسب هوائه فراغه بل يؤديها في مواقيتها قال الله جل وعلا حافظوا على الصلوات والصلاة الوسطى وقوموا لله قانتين قال سبحانه والذين هم على صلواتهم يحافظون أولئك هم الوارثون الذين يرثون الفردوس هم فيها خالدون وقال تعالى والذين هم على صلاتهم يحافظون أولئك في جنات مكرمون فالمحافظة عليها تعني أن تؤدى في مواقيتها التي حددها الله لها من الليل والنهار ولا يتلاعب بها فإن من الناس من لا يصلي أبدا يترك الصلاة متعمدا وهذا كافر كما دله عليه الآيات والأحاديث كافر بالله عز وجل وإن ادعى الإسلام ومن الناس من يصلي لكن لا يصليها في مواقيتها فهذا مضيع لها قال الله جل وعلا فخلف من بعدهم خلف نضاعوا الصلاة واتبعوا الشهوات فسوف يلقون غيا إلا من تاب والغي وادي في جهنم شديد حره بعيد قعره 
والعياذ بالله وقال تعالى فويل للمصلين الذين هم عن صلاتهم ساهون الذين هم يراؤون ويمنعون الماعون وتضيع, وتضيع الصلاة والسهو عنها فهو تضيع للوقت لأنه يصلي كما قال الله جل وعلا فويل للمصلين فهو يصلي لكن لا يصلي في الوقت فهو مضيع لصلاته ومتواعد بهذا وعيد الشديد ومن الناس من يصلي في الوقت لكنه لا يصلي مع الجماعة ولا يجيب النداء فقد قال صلى الله عليه وسلم من سمع النداء فلم يأته فلا صلاة له إلا من عذر قيل وما العذر قال خوف أو مرض فصلاة الجماعة في المساجد واجب على المسلم فلا يتلاعب الشيطان بالمسلم ويضيع عليه صلاته ومن الناس من يصلي مع الجماعة لكنه يتأخر حتى يفوته بعضها أو تفوتها كلها ويصلي وحده أو مع جماعة مثله متأخرين عن صلاة الجماعة وهذا تفريط عظيم يخشى على المسلم أن يضيع الصلاة نهائيا لأنه إذا تساهل فيها فإنه يضيعها في النهاية ويتركها في النهاية لأنه متبع لخطوات الشيطان فالشيطان يتدرج به في هذه الأحوال مع الصلاة فلا بد أن يحزم المسلم نفسه وأمره مع الصلاة وأمره مع الصلاة يهتم بها لأنها هي النجاة لأنها هي دينه لأنها هي أول ما يحاسب عنه يوم القيامة من عمله فيهتم بها وإذا اهتم بها وحافظ عليها فإنه ينال الفوز العظيم في الدنيا والآخرة تسهل عليه جميع الطاعات وتكره إليه جميع المعاصي وسيئات إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر فالمسلي والمحافظ على صلواته يظهر أثر ذلك عليه وأما المضيع والمفرط بصلاته فيظهر ذلك عليه وهذا واضح للعيان في أحوال الناس فالواجب على المسلم أن يهتم بهذه الصلاة في مواقيتها ومع الجماعة وأن يداوم عليها أما أن يصلي بعض الأوقات ويترك الأوقات الأخرى صلي صلى بعض الصلوات ويترك الصلوات الأخرى فهذا لا يقبل منه صلاته التي صلاها لأنه لم يحافظ على صلاته ومن ترك صلاة واحدة فهو كمن ترك جميع الصلوات ومن الناس من لا يصلي إلا يوم الجمعة ويظن أن صلاة الجمعة تكفيه صلاة الجمعة إذا, إذا ضيع الصلوات لا تقبل منه صلاة الجمعة ولا تصح منه فلا بد أن يحافظ على الجمع وعلى الجماعات على الجمع وعلى الجماعات وعلى جميع الصلوات ليحفظ دينه وليجد الفائدة العظيمة في الصلاة فالصلاة نور وبرهان وحج عند الله سبحانه وتعالى فلماذا يتهاون بها إلا من أطاع الشيطان وأطاع نفسه الأمر بالسوء فعلى المسلم أن ينظر في موقفه مع الصلاة وأن يحافظ عليها والشيء بالاعتياد فإذا عود الإنسان نفسه على المحافظة على الصلاة 
سهل علي وألفها وصار يحن إليها وألفها وصار يحن إليها أما إذا فتح لنفسه باب التساهل فإن الشيطان يعدوه إلى صحيق بعيد والعياذ بالله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد على آله وصحبه أجمعين فيا عباد الله one of the most important acts of worship that Allah has prescribed upon us is the worship of the prayer the five obligatory prayers that are prayed in every day five obligatory prayers that are a must upon every Muslim of the responsibility so this prayer it is one of the pillars of this religion in fact it is the second highest pillar after the shahadatain so important is the affair of the prayer that it was not revealed how the other revelations were revealed Jibreel did not come down to the earth with the revelation of the prayer instead the Prophet was taken up to the heavens on the night of Al-Isra wal miraj to be given the ruling regarding the prayer such is the importance and virtue of it when Allah prescribed the prayer initially at first it was 50 five zero 50 prayers every day and then it was reduced and reduced and reduced and until it was made only five prayers every day this indicates that this is a great and beloved worship to Allah that Allah had prescribed it as 50 prayers initially it is certainly something beloved to Allah so this prayer it has many benefits behind it Allah mentioned in the Quran some of the benefits of the prayer Allah mentioned that this prayer when you pray and you guard over it it protects you from the evil protects you from the bad protects you from the lewd acts protects you from the evil and the corruption the one who guards over his prayer establishes and prays his prayer five times a day properly then that helps you to stay away from the haram helps you to stay away from the sinning and the wrong Allah tells you that in the Quran that indeed the prayer protects you from al-fahsha and al-munkar protects you from that evil and the lewd acts similarly the one who guards over the prayer then within it is a great remembrance of Allah when the prayer is established you do the adhan and then you do the iqamah and then you pray in the adhan you do the takbir of Allah and in the iqamah the takbir of Allah and in the prayer you start with the takbiratul ihram and then in the middle of the prayer you do more takbirat Allahu Akbar if a person was to think about how many times you say Allahu Akbar 
Allah is the most great. Just in the prayers that you pray, in the prayers that you pray, and the sunan rawatib, if you pray them, and the remembrance after the prayer, that will be hundreds of times every day. Hundreds of times every day, over 300 times, 400 times a day, you are saying, Allahu Akbar. So indeed, this prayer, it is a great act of worship. And Allah informed us in the Quran, حَافِظُوا عَلَى الصَّلَوَاتِ وَالصَّلَاةِ الْوُسْطَى وَقُومُوا لِلَّهِ قَانِتِينَ Guard over your prayers and the middle prayer and stand to your Lord in obedience. Stand to your Lord in submission to Him with this prayer. But the shaitan, he makes the effort. The shaitan makes the attempt to take a person away from this prayer. So in the worst circumstance, the shaitan causes a person to abandon the prayer, to stop praying, to not pray. That is the worst of the circumstance. And that type of person who does not pray, he abandons the prayer. Then he is a kafir. As the Prophet ﷺ said, الْعَهْدُ الَّذِي بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَهُمُ الصَّلَاةِ فَمَنْ تَرَكَهَا فَقَدْ كَفَرْ The one who abandons the prayer has disbelieved. If the shaitan cannot make them completely abandon the prayer, then he will take another step instead. He will make you abandon some of the prayers. So you pray sometimes, but you miss others and you abandon others. That type of person also kafir, as many scholars say. If you abandon a few prayers and only pray a few, then this is not acceptable. If the shaitan can't make you do that, he can't make you pray or abandon just a few and pray a few. If he can do better than that, he will make you abandon all of your prayers except the Jumu'ah. Some people, all they pray is once a week the Jumu'ah prayer. A person who prays once a week the Jumu'ah prayer, then as a Shaykh Al-Fawzan Hafizahullah mentioned, it will not be accepted from you. That is not the way of a Muslim. A Muslim does not pray just one prayer a week. Jumu'ah once a week. That is not a Muslim. The Muslim is the one who prays five prayers every day. If the shaitan cannot make you do any of that, you are somebody who always prays, he will still try to take some steps with you. He will try to make you miss the congregational prayer. He cannot make you abandon the prayer. You pray. But he takes another step. He thinks he can make you do at least. Make you miss the congregational prayer. For the men, it is upon them to come and pray the congregational prayer in the masjid. If the shaitan cannot make you miss any prayers, you pray regular. He will try and make you miss the congregational prayers at least. Try to get that much out of you at least. And this is something incorrect for a person to fall into. To abandon the congregational prayers and pray alone at home. Or to pray separately, not in the jama'ah. That is not correct and it is not sufficient. 
upon the Muslims, the men, is to come and pray and perform their obligatory prayers in congregation. It is a trap of the shaitan that he keeps you away from the congregational prayer. Maybe a person is even better than that. He comes to the congregational prayers. Shaitan cannot even make him miss the congregational prayers. Somebody comes to the congregational prayers. Still the shaitan tries to do something. Makes that person always late. Whispering to the person to be lazy. And so he always comes late and misses the congregational prayer. Ends up praying in the second jama'ah that they make or other things or by himself at the back of the mosque. So shaitan thinks at least I've got that much done. I made him at least miss the congregational prayer even though he went to the mosque. Even that is from the traps of the shaitan to make you lazy that you miss the congregational prayer and you come late. If the shaitan cannot make you miss it, even then he will still take another step. He will try to make you late at least so that you miss some raka'at. Laziness, telling you it's okay, you have time, etc. And you set off late and you always miss the opening raka'at, the opening two raka'at. All of these are from the traps of the shaitan. Some of the salaf, you know, they used to say that it's been 40 years. 40 years and I have never missed takbiratul ihram for a congregational prayer. The opening takbira, Allahu Akbar, when the Imam says it to start the prayer in jama'ah. Some of the salaf said it's been 40 years. I have never missed takbiratul ihram in the jama'ah. 40 years, five prayers every single day in the jama'ah on time. Never missed takbiratul ihram with the Imam for 40 years. Now we look at our situation. In our situation, for some people, if they can catch one takbiratul ihram in 40 years, that is good for them, they think. It has become a disaster, our situation as the Muslims. Nobody from the men coming to the jama'ah praying together. And then everybody talks about Palestine and Iraq and Syria and what's happening. What do you think is going to happen to the Muslim Ummah when the men cannot even come and pray in the Jama'ah? You cannot even bring yourself to the mosque and pray in the Jama'ah? And then you want to talk about Syria and Iraq and Lebanon and other places? You want to talk about the different countries and what is happening to the Muslims? And the oppression which is happening to the Muslims? The dhulm which is happening to the Muslims? Then why do you think this is happening to the Muslim Ummah? You cannot even come and pray in the Jama'ah for that Prayer, five prayers a day Allah made obligatory upon you. You cannot even come to the masjid to pray them. Then do not talk about the Muslims in the world and the dhulm which is happening. You do not even practice your religion. You do not even come and stand in the rows of the masjid for the jama'ah. Then what do you expect the ummah is going to get? Is Allah going to give you honor and strength in the ummah? When the ummah does not even come to the mosque anymore, does not even come to pray in the jama'ah anymore, then do not expect to have strength in the ummah. Do not waste time saying we're going to do demonstrations at the embassy and we need to do revolution against the king of Saudi Arabia and the king of Jordan and the king of Kuwait. They are bad rulers, they've done bad things. They are bad rulers, they've done bad things. You cannot even come and pray in the jama'ah in the masjid. 
You cannot even pray in the jama'ah, in the masjid that Allah has told you to do. And then you're going to talk about the other countries and their rulers and what is happening. The oppression or the weakness, the weakness of this ummah is because, not because of kuffar and this and that and oppression and rulers. The weakness of this ummah is because you have made it. Because you do not practice the religion properly. We are the ones who are weak. We do not attend the masjid for the jama'ah. We cannot bring ourselves in the morning for fajr. Now in the winter when is fajr? Late, so late. Six o'clock, seven o'clock, so late and still people cannot come. Cannot come to the jama'ah to pray. In Dhuhr, in Asr, in Maghrib, in Isha, in the middle of the day. No prayers, even when you're not working, you're at home, you do not come. This is the reason for the weakness of the ummah. Not anything else, not the rulers, not the Muslim rulers, nothing. It is because the Muslims themselves do not practice their religion properly. So you need to be aware of the importance of the prayer. That's why the Salaf, they used to say, if you want to measure how good you are practicing Islam, you want to see how good a Muslim you are, then don't think about I'm good to my neighbors and I'm good to my other people and I do charity. That's not how you work out how good a Muslim you are. How do you work out how good a Muslim you are? Check your prayers and what you are doing. Are you praying your five prayers every day? Are you coming to the jama'ah to join the congregation? That is how you check how good you are as a Muslim. Don't say I give charity, I'm good Muslim. Don't say I help the needy, I'm good Muslim. You cannot even pray your five prayers, you cannot come to the jama'ah. That is where you test how good a Muslim you are. Because if you do not guard over your prayers and do not guard over the jama'ah, then you will not guard over the rest of your religion. All of the rest of your religion comes after the prayer, the salah, the jama'ah. So this is something very important as Muslims we need to recognize. It is not just about Ramadan. In Ramadan you see all of the Muslims. In Jumu'ah you see all of the Muslims. What about the rest of the prayers? Where do the Muslims disappear? For all of the rest of the year, none of the Muslims, they want to come to the mosque anymore. The mosque is only for Ramadan. This is a big trick of the shaitan. A big trick of the shaitan he has deceived you with. Do not abandon the mosques. Do not abandon the masjid of Ahl-Sunnah. Come and join in the jama'ah and pray together. Just as Allah has obligated upon you. This is a big thing we need to be aware of. Your religion will slowly become weaker and weaker and weaker. Even when you don't realize if you abandon the jama'ah and you abandon the mosque. And you do not come and line up with the Muslims. So be aware of this and be aware of the deception of the shaitan. Do not allow the shaitan to make the mosques empty. Keeping you away from the jama'ah. You come, you have cars, five minutes, ten minutes is nothing. You come and join the jama'ah and you pray and you get 25, 27 times more reward as well. And you increase your iman and your religion by doing so. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make that easy upon us all. To be practicing the religion and to fill the mosques. And to pray for the men in the jama'ah together. Just as the Prophet sallallahu and the Sahaba, they used to do. Mu'adh ibn Jabal used to come and pray in the jama'ah with the Prophet Even though he was the imam in his area. He used to come and pray in the jama'ah, then go back and pray again. Lead their prayer with nafal. 
This is how they used to give importance to it. So we ask Allah to make it easy upon us also. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad, akhim salah.